Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Gentleman's Atlas podcast, where we focus on giving you the tools and resources to become the hero of your story. I'm your host, Isaac, and today's honest and authentic conversation is exactly what you need to hear to live life on your terms. So without wasting any time, let's go ahead and get right into today's episode. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, gentlemen, for another episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. Thank you all for tuning in today. Today's episode is going to be over a topic that is super important as we move through the new year, as we move into getting into these new routines and these new systems that we're putting in place. And that topic is this idea that your ego is not your amigo. The reason I say this isn't just because I think ego can be a bad thing. Ego, in a lot of ways, can propel you forward and can build you up. But just because it's also a very good strength, it can also be a very big and dangerous enemy to your success. And one of the biggest reasons why I named this episode, this topic title, is because ego prevents us or can prevent us from learning, from growing, from changing. Because like a lot of us are, sometimes we get stuck in the old ways, in the traditional way of doing things. Sometimes because change is uncomfortable and it forces us to change, we get into a position where we allow that to hinder our pivoting and hinder our growth. So what we have to realize is that just like we do with emotions, ego has to be understood and it has to be put in check. It has to be controlled. It has to be used in the right occasions for the right reasons. Otherwise, while it may appear that it's benefiting you, it's really keeping you where you are and not allowing you to go to the place that you want to go to. So another thing that I want to mention that I think a lot of us overlook is that growth doesn't just come from learning from our mistakes or even the mistakes of others, but it comes from actually applying the knowledge that we learn. Unfortunately, a lot of us, we learn things and we leave it at that. We don't try to take it to the next level. We don't try to grow from it. We don't try to implement these changes that are super crucial for us to do. So to really put into context what we have to be doing, we have to start recognizing when the ego appears in our life. So you might be asking, what does that look like? What does that mean? It means that in situations where your pride is mentioned or where you have some sort of identity that's being challenged, the most immediate and unconscious reaction that we have is to let the ego lash out, to protect ourselves, to defend our position. But instead of using that as right, the knee-jerk response, what if we take a second and pause, take a breath, and we recognize the situation for what it is? Because while the ego is many things, one thing it isn't is rational. Emotions aren't rational and the ego behaves like emotions. So when you have something that's irrational, it doesn't make it bad, not just because of that. But what it does make it is that when not controlled, leading a life based on irrational thought patterns and decisions won't give you the results that you're looking for. In fact, it's pretty subpar to the potential that you have. So like anything irrational, you have to put it in check. You have to put it in its place. You have to understand it, right? Understanding means understanding how you feel about it, understand where it's trying to take you to go, understand why it might be wrong to go in that direction, 
and understand how to pivot. So let's break those four things down. Understanding how you feel requires you to not judge it. So you might be saying, well, that's much easier said than done. Fair enough. When you're trying to understand things without prejudice and without judgment, you have to just let yourself feel. And you have to, almost like when you meditate and you pay attention to your breath, when you're thinking, you have to stop thinking when, or when you're at least processing these feelings because it's in your head. But instead of just trying to process what's going on, you just kind of let it flow. And so what I mean by thinking but not thinking basically just means is put it into the forefront of your attention and then focus everything else on the factor of attention, not what the attention is focused on. And so, for example, if you're dealing with a situation where your ego is being challenged, you close your eyes and you think, what am I feeling? Anger, bitterness. I feel like I'm not enough. I'm in a room that I don't belong in. This, that, this, that. Instead of questioning what you're feeling, just let it feel. So thinking without thinking basically means process or think without processing, which is why I use think and thinking because I know it can sound confusing, but it's really what it is, is that you can't process the thoughts. You just have to let them sit. Now you understand how you feel. Now let's understand what you're going to do about it. So once you know how you feel, right, the ego is going to move to make those feelings feel better. So the ego is going to do certain, they're going to, the ego is going to take certain decisions. And those decisions, that's what you need to figure out next. So you know how you want to feel. So if you want to avoid feeling embarrassed, or if you want to avoid feeling like you don't know everything, or if you want to avoid feeling like you don't fit in, your ego will then try to take actions to prevent that. So it would say, okay, let me lash out at them and question their expertise. Let me talk to this person and say, well, you're not doing as much as I am. Let me try to defend myself by saying everything that I already am, not what I could be. And so your ego takes steps like that, preventative steps from allowing you to fall in positions of discomfort. So the third thing is stopping that. Well, how do you stop that innate reaction that most of us already have? You have to learn the aspects of patience, of discipline, but not discipline necessarily in taking the right steps, which is important. But in this case, it's the discipline to refrain from speaking as soon as something comes into your head. Some people may call it a filter, but it's more than that. It's saying, let me look at these thoughts from a bird's eye view, from an objective perspective. And let me say, if what I'm about to say is better left unsaid, I'm not going to say it. Doesn't mean you shouldn't deal with it, but you, it should not be said. If you don't need to defend your position and you realize that not saying it would probably be more beneficial for you, then you don't say it. And so in this context, it's the discipline to have that stillness, even when inside it might not feel so still. So the fourth thing is, how do you change what you're going to say into what you should be saying? And it's this aspect of understand that growing doesn't mean you're not valuable. It just means you could become more. Think of it like a watch. What does a watch sell at? MSRP, Manufacturer Suggested Retail Price. That's the original value of the watch, what it represents 
holistically right now. But what happens? Depending on the watch's demand, depending on its supply, depending on a couple other factors, including the market, that watch can be sold for higher than the suggested retail price. So all of us come into this world with the suggested retail price, and we slowly build it up, keep it the same, or bring it down depending on our actions and how we build ourselves to offer value to others. But there's times where we can manipulate our actual price by what we do and by what especially we don't do, by what we withheld sometimes from the world, right? These things that don't need to be said. So in the context of bringing it back to what we're talking about, when we talk about your ego is in your amigo, with growth, understand that your intrinsic value is already what it is. It can be more, and you need to keep that in remembrance, but you also don't need to downplay yourself. And so when you're in these situations, you need to figure out, how can I learn more? Because it's not about proving yourself to the other people. If there's, criti- if there's critics, haters, people that are taking you down, learn to love them. Because they might tell you a little more extreme than what the truth actually is, but there's going to be truth in it. And it might be a truth you're okay with, and it might be a truth you're not okay with. But instead of trying to defend yourself from them, what if you just smile, take it, and now you're better for it, right? You separate the message from the messenger, and now you're at a place that your ego isn't lashing out, which makes you look weak because you're letting something, again, irrational control your behavior, but you come from the stillness perspective, from the disciplined perspective, and you take the lessons that need to be learned, now you're better for it. And so again, it it comes back to this larger picture. And it's this picture of you must control your life. You must be leading your life in the direction that you choose, not that anyone else chooses for you. And it's so important that we continue to keep that at the forefront of our attention, regardless of what we're doing, regardless of what we're pursuing. And so the last point I want to talk about in this episode is something that I think a lot of people maybe sometimes think about, but they don't always try to understand it. And it's that a lot of people even say ego isn't a good thing. They talk about, again, I'm saying ego isn't your amigo, but just because it's not your friend doesn't mean it can't be useful. Ego creates this I, just the singular I this aspect of individualism, which gives you a certain uniqueness that you can use to build a personal brand and identity. It's an important part that does shouldn't factor in stuff like legacy and stuff like this because it doesn't exist after you're gone. But while you're present, it's a part of you. And instead of trying to run away from it, instead of trying to hide from it, learn to embrace it learn to be proud of yourself, right? Have pride in who you are. Just remember that everything that isn't controlled by you can be dangerous to you. But just because it can be dangerous to you doesn't mean you should run away from it, right? That's why this whole thing of moderation and temperance is so important. Because if you try to run away from your ego, whenever it pops up, you won't be able to understand it. It's the same way with a lot of emotions. There's a lot of people who go to the flip side of, okay, well, let's talk about love for a second. They'll go to the flip side and be like, well, I don't want to love because then I might get my heart broken and I don't want to be in that pain. So instead of 
trying to understand or control their love. They just try to escape it. And what happens is, one, most people don't always succeed because love's irrational. But two, think about the alternative in every situation or the alternatives, the opportunity cost. Would you rather risk putting yourself in a situation to love and be in something that's completely different than anything before and have the chance of heartbreak, have the chance of it ending badly for you? Or would you rather stay close your whole life and stay away from that risk of taking into love? And so, again, it's different for many people, but for me, you have to look at both sides and say, what's more congruent with my identity? And that's where we're coming back to ego and this aspect of I and individualism is that we can learn from everything that's being said, from what I've said in all the episodes, from what any other podcaster said, any author has said. But we're all biased towards our individual purpose, needs, thought patterns, and ideas, and belief systems, as well as values. And so with that being said, the only person that can truly determine what to best do and what to best kind of tip the scales or adjust the sliders on their life is you. And you have to, again, take that personal accountability to say, what is it that to me is more important, that it to me matters the most, and how do I maximize it? And how do I take control over my life? The more things that are able to be controlled by you, that you control, the more your life becomes put together and the more your life has meaning to you. Gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This has been a great episode. You know how we close it off. Wink it, quisa, wink it. He conquers who conquers himself. That's all for today's episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode with someone who needs to hear this message. If you are serious about taking your life to the next level, visit our website, www.thegentlemansatlas.com for all our services, previous content, and full episode transcripts. We greatly appreciate your support and we're excited to see you in the next episode.